Good morning and welcome to Manna on Monday. I'm Pastor Ron here at Lighthouse and thrilled that you've chosen to spend a little bit of time with me. Um, I pray that um, our time together in Proverbs chapter 30 will do exactly what the title, what I believe the title um, of this chapter should be. Now, so it's my own title. It's not the title that's given in the God's Word. But I think it, it's intended to be pause, to, to read, to pause, to consider, and then to act. So we're going to pause in prayer, and then we're going to consider what the Word is and then we all personally have to choose what we're going to do with it. So bless you and thank you for being with me. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are so patient toward us. Your patience is so different than that of men. Because Lord, your desire is that not anyone perish, but for all to come to salvation that their eyes would be opened, that, Lord, you make yourself known to all men so that they're without excuse. But, God, it's your mercy, it's your love that draws us, and so may we surrender. May we walk in a place of humility to, to recognize that it's your word that's truth, and it's truth that sets us free. It's your son that's truth. And if the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. And you keep us free by the word of truth, by your word. So, Lord, may we graciously ask that you stir in us. Take your word and cause us to, to consider, to meditate, um, and, and then to consider the, the direction that you would have us to take. Thank you, Jesus, as we ask that you would bless our time now. In your name we pray. Amen. So we started Proverbs chapter 30 last week. Um, the words of Agur, son of Yahah, um, the oracle. Now, now, I know that I'm not saying that Yahah's name correctly in Hebrew, but give me a little bit of grace, I pray. You, you know, anyway, what does Agur mean? It's basically he is the son of who is the compiler of knowledge, who is the one who is observant and, and he pauses and he considers and then he acts. Um, but he does so, I think, because his father, whose name means obedient, the one who, in order to be obedient, you have to be willing to listen to instruction, to respect the authority in your life and to recognize that you don't know it all but that God is providing for you. Anyway, so this is that unique and wonderful father-son relationship that I'm quite honestly, I'm a little jealous about. Uh, for me in my own life, I didn't get that. But, and I envied my friends, oh, in a terrible way, not so much that they would know that, but I longed to enjoy the relationship that they were having with their dads. Oh, I can think of some immediately off the top of my head. And I so appreciated those fathers and the way in which they cared for their sons and that they defended their sons, but they also spoke into their sons. They disciplined their sons. They affirmed their sons. They were dads. They were engaged in their sons' lives. Oh, how great that would be. And oh, how I pray that that's how I am. Um, but you see, fathers, 
We have a responsibility to teach our children. The question then that we should be asking ourselves as dads is, what am I teaching my child? And it doesn't matter if they're little toddlers or if they're grown men. Um, what am I teaching? One, do I take time with them? Do I take time? Because it takes time to teach, right? So what is it that I, I teach them? Do I teaching things, them things of how to do things? I certainly hope so. But am I teaching them how to think through and solve problems? Um, and, and then how am I teaching them, of course? Well, we know that the example is, is more profound. And of course, so how I, how I speak about my parents teaches them how I want them to speak to me. So if I got a problem with my kids speaking to me with disrespect, might I consider how I speak to my parents? Is, is there respect coming out of my mouth or is there disrespect even if I'm not with them or even the, the hypocrisy of not being with them and, and speaking differently about them, right? Um, and, and so what am I teaching my children? Um, what actions, of course, do I teach my, my children? Um, and do my words complement my actions and vice versa? How, how, how do I teach them about a woman? Um, and, and so, you know, it's, well, I teach them by the way in which I care for my wife. The, the, the ways that I speak to my wife, the way that I speak about my wife, both in her presence and especially not in her presence. But how am I speaking about her is going to teach my children. How do I talk about my boss, my work, my coworkers, um, my job? You know, am, am I teaching them respect for authority in the way that I speak about them? Or am I teaching them disrespect? And and conflict, you know, to enter into conflict. And, and, and what am I teaching them? And of course, am I teaching them how to care for the needs of others? That, that's a, not just an instruction, that's doing. Faithfulness. Do I teach them about faithfulness? Um, do I teach them about prayer? Because they see me praying. Do they hear me praying? Do I take time to pray for them? so that they know what my heart is and I, in the way that I would express my, my concern or my welfare for them as my sons and daughters. What am I teaching them? Do I teach them about my commitment to Christ? Or what am I teaching them about my commitment to Christ? Oh, that they might follow me? I hope that that is a wonderful thing, but it may not be. But that doesn't have to stay that way, right? And so that's the other blessing is, is how do I teach them humility when I fail or when I'm not measuring up even to my own standard? Um, but what I want to make sure that I teach them is, am I one who continues to deflect to and, and blame others? Or am I willing to accept the responsibility for my own actions and seek forgiveness and, and take steps to correct? Um, what am I teaching them? So the question is from Proverbs chapter 30 is where do I get my direction? Well, let's 
Let's look at the names. Am I a compiler of knowledge? Am I obedient? Am I being faithful? Um, let's look at verse five. That's where we left off last week. And verse five says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Um, God provides for those who put their trust in him. And I have seen it countless times in my own life, uh, but I also have seen it in my children's lives. And I, and I try to point out to them, man, did you understand what God did for you so that they can begin to see the evidence of God's faithfulness in their lives? Um, but it's his word that is giving me the direction. Oh, do I take time daily to be in his word that I might draw, glean from what he has for me in a day? Um, it goes on in verse six, and it's, it gives us a warning. It says, oh, you know, every word proves true. Every word is a shield to me. He is my refuge. It's a place where I can go and find rest and peace. He protects my heart and my mind. Um, he gives me truth to live by. And then verse six says, do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Oh, the, my obedience to his word and the authority in my life. You know, that was the very, um, this was the very source of truth that was shake, that shook me, um, is do not add to his word. I had someone who, who loved me enough that was willing to confront me with my false doctrine, my false way of faith that, that I really didn't take time to consider and weigh out the truth. I was just only receiving from what people were telling me as opposed to examining and considering, is that truth or not? Is that really who God is? Or is it another testament of which God's word cautions us to be careful of? Um, but this is what was shared with me. One half of one verse, it's found in Revelation chapter 22. And it says this in verse 18, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, here it is, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. Man, that, you know, that's what a person told me. And it says, man, you're adding to what God's word says. And, and, and I said, you don't know what you're talking about. But when the reality is, is I didn't know what I was talking about. But then God brought me to a place where another person confronted me, but they didn't confront me with their own ideas. They kind of confronted me with the truth of what God's word says. And, and so I couldn't argue with them. I had to argue with God's word. And that's exactly what I did as I went home and I got down on my knees and I prayed to God and I said, God, I want to know who you are. I promise if you read your, I promise to read your word. And as I read your word, won't you show me who you are? That was my deal with God. And, and what I learned was as God was not about a church, God was not about a man, God was not about a way of life. God was a God who was full of mercy and grace. And as I learned about him, he began to change me. It was in him and his love that saved me. It wasn't my good works. It's not my tithing. It's not how many people I might go to visit or check a box or anything like that whatsoever or how I might look perfectly on the outside. No, what he did was he changed my heart. That's what God of this Bible is concerned with is the nature of your heart. Is it all about you or is it all about him? My hope is, is that it's all about him. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to seeing you next week.